I was born um, in China, in communist China. And my parents left Russia during the Russian Revolution. That's how we got to China. And of course, my mother and my father were born there. Um, and all of um, the siblings, my mom's cousins uh, were also born there. And um, so then right around 1948 uh, or <clears throat> right about that time between during the Second World War and then after um, China became uh, came under communist uh, rule and was occupied by Japan. And um, so co uh, China wanted to go back to being a country of their own and not um, occupied by Japan during that time. And let's see, my mom uh, was an interpreter for the British Army at the time. Uh, she was about Twenty five or so, to between twenty five and twenty eight, and so she, because she spoke so many different languages, she was um, an interpreter for the British. And um, so, uh, I, I guess from history, um, China was becoming very um, uh, with the. Well, they were trying to uh, get rid of Japan and all of the other occupying countries so that they can be at, uh, independent uh, from everyone. At that time, because we were actually not Chinese, we were Russian um, refugees, I guess, from Russia, um, from my grand parents. Um, my grandfather was taken as a um, into concentration camp and spent quite a few number of years in the concentration camp. He was a uh, an engineer and but he told um, he told everyone that he was a cook and he, so he went and he worked in the kitchen and he learned how to cook because he really couldn't cook, but it did keep him alive and um, so that he wasn't exterminated like so many of the other uh, prisoners that were there. In the meantime, um, we, let's see, we were getting ready to leave China's refugees. Um, my father and my mother's two um, brothers, they uh, were really um, cousins, but my grandparents took them in when they were very, very, very young. And so they grew up as brother and sister instead of really cousins. But um, they were all killed and shot um, by the communist Chinese. And so we were ready to, my mother and my grandmother and my great-grandmother um, 
we China in 1950 um, because the British actually gave them advice to leave about that time because things were getting worse and um, so we did we got on a boat um, along with a lot of other refugees and uh, we spent several months on um, a freighter it wasn't a cruise ship it was a freighter and um, so they just kind of dropped people off at different ports that would accept refugees and um, we were dropped off in Germany because it was post World War Two and Germany was rebuilding at the time and um, so they needed they needed people um, to help rebuild. And um, so we, let's see, we got, um, we were dropped off on a farm. And um, so when I was really just learning how to walk and um, the farm, we kind of lived in a barn and my mother went to work and my grandmother and my great-grandmother took care of my brother and I. And uh, so I learned how to walk on the farm table because it was a dirt floor. And so I didn't, couldn't walk or learned how to walk on the dirt. Um, anyway, and I kind of, uh, my best buddies at the time were a couple of pigs and piglets that were out in the farm and the farm animals. Um, so I have a fondness for pigs and piglets that probably most people don't have. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, that pretty much. And then I just grew up there. And then my mother got a better job. She went to work for the American Army as an interpreter and a translator she so many different languages and we moved and we moved into an apartment um, in Anbalar and so we lived there until uh, we moved from there and I was about three no I was older than that um, I was about nine when we moved so um that and we moved because my mother um, remarried an American soldier, and so we moved to Texas. So I grew up in Texas. Most, you know, my schooling, I didn't speak English when I came here. Um, I spoke German and I spoke Russian, and so English was my third language. Um, and uh, I don't know, everything from there kind of is a blur, like everybody else. Um, so do you have any questions? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. what was it like? So how old were you when you started learning English? Was it when you moved to Texas? Yes, when I was nine. When I was nine. My brother was 12 and I was nine. So... Um, yeah, I 
we didn't speak a word of English. And I think I was, I don't know, in the fourth grade, fourth grade, nine, is that right? Fourth grade? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but I learned pretty fast. Uh, you know, kids learn languages pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, I know there was a time when they were going to hold me back, or my brother, both of us, uh, hold us back a grade. But um, but we learned so quickly that we were able to catch up um, in no time at all. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. So how old were you when your sisters were born? I, they were born, um, I'm nine years older than they are. So they were born in 1959. Uh, So shortly after we got to Texas. So, um, what was it like with all your siblings and different ages and everything? Like, what was the different experience, do you think, between like your brothers and you from traveling to all these different places? Well, I don't know that we actually knew that there was any difference. Um, My brother, of course, is three years older, so he, you know, um, he just played the big brother role. And my sisters, because they were so much younger, you know, by the time that they got in school, we were in um, in high school and whatnot. And it wasn't so bad because um, they had each other because they were twins. And um, so um, they didn't really, you know, really feel like they were missing or um, oh, let's see, uh, you know, like they really needed um, an older brother or sister because they had each other. But we all pretty much got along and we had a great time. And, um, you know, um, they were fun to be around. Yeah. Uh, and then we, you know, when they got older, we fought just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, all of the other siblings and now we it's great we just get along and um you know it's fun to have um it's fun to have siblings Mm -hmm. it is and life gets better Uh, i know sometimes when you're the older one and i was the middle child so it wasn't you know it wasn't too too bad but when you're the older one you feel like you're have to take responsibility for your younger siblings and you do um but uh you know when you're all adults it just doesn't you know it's different Mm -hmm. it's it's different so i love having my sisters around yeah so when did you decide that you wanted to be a nurse oh gosh i think i I think I always wanted to be, I didn't, well, let's see. Um, I think I really first made that decision when I was in high school. I always wanted to help people. Um, you know, even when I was younger, I wanted to help people. 
but wanting to be a nurse was when I got to high school and then I just followed that uh, that dream and I've been a nurse for over 30 years and I've loved every single minute of it and um, nursing is such a, gives you such a variety and I've been fortunate enough to to go to college and have a nursing degree and a master's degree and so um, you know I've had the opportunity to have a wide variety of choices in nursing. And I've loved every every bit of it. I've worked in hospitals and nursing homes and and I've taught nursing and now I'm, you know, working for the state of Idaho and, and I love that part too. It's all different and um, it's all part of nursing and you're still helping and taking care of people and I've always loved that. So I can't remember ever not wanting to to kind of be of service or to to help others. Yeah. Wow. Do you think it was how you were raised or do you think it's just like very personal to you? Was it in your well, mother's beliefs? You know, my brother and I grew up with not having a lot. I mean, we were poor. We never knew what we were poor, but, um, but we didn't have a lot. We didn't, um, you know, didn't have a lot of toys. We didn't have um, expenses others than, uh, other than what my parents and grandparents uh, provided for us. I think we were lucky in that um, my mother was really, really creative. And, um, and so she created experiences for us, even though we couldn't afford them. Um, but she made, um, she made growing on. And my, uh, you know, my grandparents, what my grandfather did get out of the concentration camp and found us in Germany through a whole bunch of different routes and different people and different um, connections. So, uh, and my great-grandmother had passed away at the time. But, you know, my brother and I knew that we were loved and cared for. And, um, you know, we didn't have much, but we never went hungry and we... Um, always had clothes to wear and shoes on our feet. And so we had what we needed. Um, We didn't have much. And I think that was as my mother, um, my mother was seen, I mean, and made clothes for us. And, um, and so did my mother, my grandfather, I remember he played with us, um, you know, in the apartment. We we had tents and all kinds of stuff. The toys that we had were made by my grandmother or my grandfather, my mother. Uh, and I still have some of those, those toys. So um, I don't remember growing up missing anything. Um, and I don't think my brother does either. I mean, we've had discussions before, but I think we're just 
feel really, really fortunate. And the fact that we had the opportunity to come to the States um, and become um, citizens no, the United States has been a real blessing. I mean, I don't think that I would have had the same opportunities if I were still in Germany, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, you don't know how lucky you are living here and having, um, having the things that we have here. And I think people take it for granted um, and we shouldn't. We shouldn't take freedom for granted. We shouldn't take people's lives for granted. Uh, everybody matters and everyone has something to contribute. And when that, you know, when, uh, when things are taken away from you, then just like even now um, with the coronavirus, you, you know, you're stuck inside, you can't do what you wanna do and people get mad. And uh, so they want what they had before without without really realizing how grateful you should be for what you have, yeah. you know? So um, I think that's probably, I think it's hard to be grateful, especially in a time when things are so confusing, you know? Um, I mean, you know, people don't have jobs. Um, that you have your life um, and you can restart even though it's hard. You know, you're stuck indoors with sisters, mm -hmm. brothers, and they're annoying sometimes, but, um, but you should be grateful that you have them, yeah. you know, even though they can be in. So um, I think we need to be more grateful for what we have. Yeah. So. So, um, I think I have two more questions. Um, I can't hear you. Sorry. Uh, uh, I think I have two more questions and, um, one of them, uh, is what do you want people to know about refugees that you think that is super important from them, for them to know that they might not know? since you are personally a refugee? Well, um, I think what I would want others to know about refugees is that refugees are just like everyone else. Um, I think, um, and I hear it more even now, um, with people being angry at, for instance, the Chinese or the Asian population, because they think that, you know, it's their fault that um, the virus is here, which is not, um, and have fear, refugees and people who are different, people who have different customs and, and are, who look different, speak differently, but, um, you know, um, 
shouldn't be afraid of refugees. They're not different. 